0: Welcome to the Think Like a Musician podcast. This show will teach you the time management skills you need to be joyful, productive, and fulfilled in all areas of life. You're going to learn a completely unique and innovative approach to managing your crazy, busy life. I'm a lifelong musician, so you're going to hear a musician's creative and intuitive system for time management and work-life balance. We'll discuss time management, Work-life balance, goal-setting, inspiration, creativity, peak performance, and living your purpose. I want to help you live your life like it's a masterpiece. I'm a life coach, professional speaker, productivity expert, and your host, Scott Snow. We have an inspirational guest on today. Dr. Richard Green is a seven-time Ironman triathlete, performance expert, and business coach. His Ironman sales success formula has been featured on ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox. His client list includes Microsoft, Whole Foods, Target, J.P. Morgan Chase, CVS, Coors, The Mayo Clinic, and Coca-Cola, among many, many others. He has more than 30 years experience as a successful sales professional across a variety of industries, helping his clients sell well over $100 million in business. Rich discovered that Ironman athletes had a unique way of thinking about success and that their mindset was so powerful that it enabled them to face extreme challenges and succeed where most other people would fail. Dr. Green has distilled the Ironman mindset into an elite executive training program called the Iron Mind Code that can make your success unstoppable. Most importantly, he found his mission of helping ordinary people do extraordinary things rich welcome to the podcast
1: awesome thank you scott I'm, I'm looking forward to uh to talking with you a little bit today and also sharing some cool stuff with your listeners
0: excellent rich how did you get started with the iron man triathlon well um i think you know if 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 any of your listeners
1: or if you know any people that do triathlons uh it's pretty common story uh, a lot of us don't get started with that intention in mind. In fact, I was, that was the case for me. Um, mine was quite by accident because of a health, uh, sort of a health concern. Uh, at 51 years of age, I found myself in the doctor's office. I hadn't been feeling well for a long time. I hadn't been taking care of myself. Um, you know, honestly, I, this sounds terrible, but I was a two and a half packer. I was a two and a half pack. Smoked two and a half packs of cigarettes a day. Wow. I was about 50 pounds overweight. Um, my blood pressure was 209 over 107. And my doctor said to me, and I, th- I thought I was going to have a heart attack. And he said, no, 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 no. A stroke, probably. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I don't think that was any better. So that was my wake-up call that I needed to change my life. And I was a hard-charging business person. And, you know, I took care of really well that part of my life, you know, an executive and an entrepreneur, and I had several very successful businesses that I started and I sold, but I wasn't taking care of other parts of my life. And my health was, you know, sort of that, that part that was not too good. So that's how my journey began. I, I just knew I needed to do something. And I was a swimmer when I was in college, or, I'm sorry, in high school. And I went all the way back. and thought, you know, 30s, uh, you know, 40 years ago, I was uh, on the swim team. That was kind of fun. So I thought that's what I'll do. I'll swim. And um, I did that for a little while. I don't know, if, don't know if you're a swimmer, Scott. Have you ever, you know, is that I something mean, you do? I mean, at the lake. Okay. And, <laughs> and I do a lot of lake swimming. But I have to tell you what, after a while, back and forth in that pool, man, is that boring? Yeah. So, I figured I needed to get a challenge. And um, I saw this this 12 and a half mile swim around the island of Key West, ocean swim. And I'd never done anything of that distance at all 12 and a half miles. And I thought, you know, that would be pretty cool. But I knew I couldn't do it on my own. I, I knew I needed help. And like a lot of us do, and a lot of us take advantage of coaches, and I hired a coach and and she said you know rich it's not all about swimming it's about endurance and she said do you ride a bike and i said no no i haven't ridden a bike since i was you know a kid i I drive a car why would i want to ride a bike and you know i've got got a really bad back and she said i think that's even more the reason why you should ride a bike so i bought this old old bike off of craigslist that was weighed like you know 50 pounds and i started riding a bike and a few weeks later, she said, do you run? And I go, no, I, you know, I, I don't like to run. I hate running. Um, you know, I've got one leg that's, that's a half an inch shorter than the other. Hmm. And I still have that bad back. And she said, you know, I think that's even more the reason why you should run. So, Scott, before I knew it, here, here I was. I was swimming. I was biking. I was running. I accidentally was training for a triathlon. And wow. that's, honestly, that's the story of how I got started.
0: Wow. You've taken a lot of the things you've learned with being a triathlon athlete and applied that. So would you tell us about the Iron Mind mindset and the programs you developed based on it?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Well, as as, you know, as as you listeners know, as we just just talked about, uh, I've been a sales professional for over 30 years. So I've got a lot of business experience. And I developed systems that, that really helped me in business. Um, that, that helped me be successful, that I've used to help other people be successful as well. But one of the things I discovered when I got into triathlons is that they're very much the same as competing in a business situation. You know, you, you get prepared, you, you, you get ready for your sales presentation or your presentation on the course,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then you compete. And along the way, you're you're faced with all kinds of challenges. And so... What I realized is that intuitively, I was doing certain things in business that helped me through those challenges, that helped me keep going. But I hadn't really inter- i mean, I had internalized it, but I hadn't externalized it. I hadn't really said, "Hey, th- these are the things that made me successful." And when I started to write those things down, when I started to realize that the things that I used in Ironman Triathlon worked very well for business. That's when I started developing formulas, and that's why I started sharing those formulas with other executives. And they started using those to be successful. And you know, the thing that attracted me so much to your podcast is, is you know, you're all about productivity. And I love the the I listen to lots of your podcasts and I love the guests. And productivity in business
0: and in Iron
1: Man is everything.
0: Hmm.
1: If you don't know the ways to be productive and to use the best resource, to use the best of your resources, you are know, not going to succeed. So it's kind of the, the, short story of, of, you know, how I, how I took Ironman uh, experiences and moved them over to business experiences and it's we've been very
0: successful. What are some of the trends in the field of human potential and how can entrepreneurs make use of them?
1: Well, I think uh, probably we, see, we all see this today, a lot of this today. It, and when I was you know, a, a young executive, I wasn't able to understand that this was really all about the brain. But um, I think the science, le- the science of the brain is the big change, understanding how the brain really works and then being able to, to take that information and use that effectively for, um, for being productive in business so I think that's that's a lot of the trends that you see today. And I'll just give you one example.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, A lot of people think that they can multitask, right? Are you a multitasker? Do you try to multitask?
0: Uh, Well, I have heard that uh, really you're just switching between tasks uh, at a big rate and then increasing the chance of errors
1: yeah and and that's what happens, and we all do it because we all you know intuitively we all well, I think we're like computers, the brain is a computer, but we all think that we can do multiple things at once and um, you know it's uh, we can but not real effectively hmm. and so one of the things that that we've learned in the science of the brain all the studies that have been done which you just alluded to is that we're not really multitasking we're doing a task. And then we're switching to the next task and then we're stopping and then we're switching the next task. And it's that starting and stopping, and starting and stopping that leads to unproductivity and leads to mistakes. And when you understand that's how the brain works, then you really know that it's, it's multitasking is not the thing that you want to do. You can, you can intellectualize it. And I think that you can focus on one thing at a time much easier once you know that. So the, the, the trend in understanding how the brain works today and the science behind that, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that uh, is happening today and that we're, we're able to take advantage of.
0: Great. I know that you give a keynote speech titled, Finishers Are Winners, and it has a focus of productivity. How can we reduce distractions and how can we multiply our daily production exponentially?
1: Wow, there's a lot packed into that question there, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think uh, probably the, the best way for me to answer that is um, uh, finishers are winners. And, and I'll, maybe I'll talk a little bit about that. But I, I, I think that in order to be a winner or to be successful, and I'll tell you what, I, what m- my definition of a winner is, by the way. It's a little bit different than probably what most people think of. Um, I think the definition of a lot of people think it was kind of messed up to be honest with you, mm. but if you're going to win in anything in life in business and a competition, you got to have a formula, you, you got to have a formula, you got to have a plan that you're following a formula for success. And there are formulas for success in almost everything in life There really right. are, you just have to find the right ones that, that work for you. And I know you talk a lot about that with your other guests, um, where, where where do you want me to start first? Do you want me to talk about uh, the definition of winning and then maybe a little formula for winning?
0: Sure. I mean, the, the thing that caught my eye was that you mentioned on the on the website as a little bit of a bullet point to the speech of of uh, multiplying our daily production by 18x. Yes. Okay. So I was thinking that our entrepreneurs and solopreneurs really, you know, with, with all the different hats they wear, you know, I would, I would think anything that would help them be more productive in that way? Absolutely. So here's the tie from the Ironman. So I'm I'm 58 years old right
1: now and I'm getting ready to do my eighth Ironman. Two of them were canceled this year because of the COVID, but, Mm. um, but I've transferred to next year. And so (laughs) at my age, I don't have the same energy I had 30 years ago. Right. Right. And, um, so I have to be very, very, uh, in tune with how I'm going to be the most productive and what my plan is. And so I always have a plan for how I'm going to finish the race. That's always my number one thing because it's a 140 mile race. And, and for those, those of your listeners who don't, under, don't know what the Ironman is, it's a 2.4 mile swim, a lake swim or an ocean swim. Mm. And when you're done with that, you ride 112 miles on your bike and then when you're done with that, you put on your running shoes and you run a marathon. Wow. And so in order to be successful, I have to have a plan on what I'm going to do in each of those things. I'm going to take care of myself. What happens if, you know, the unexpected happens, which always happens to me during a race? Um, at my age, sometimes I'm prone to injury. And a lot of times I, I'll end up hurting my back and then I can't walk and I've got a marathon in front of me. But I'll tell you what, I always complete it. I may not be the fastest, but I always complete it because I have a plan. Your day is really very much the same. So as an entrepreneur, you know, we wear many, many different hats, right? And um, sometimes that can be distracting. So that would probably be one of the first things that I would say about uh, how you plan your day. So I'm a big believer in lists. I know you've talked with other people about lists before. Lists are great things to help you plan what you want to do, Mm -hmm. but lists can also be distracting. So I don't have to-do lists and I don't recommend anybody use a to-do list. I Mm -hmm. recommend they create a success list because it's so easy to get distracted during the day. The success list is limited to one to three things that you decided you're going to do during that day. that are going to give you the biggest bang for your buck. They're going to get you the furthest along where you want to be in your business life or in your personal life as well. And so uh, if you've got one to three things to focus on and that's what you know you've got to get done for the day, you've got a much more likelihood of being successful in completing those things. And if something gets in the way, you can easily go back to that one to three things. Now I've had a lot of people that I, that, that I trained that say, well, you know what? That doesn't seem like I'm doing anything. I, I just, I don't feel good about just writing just a few things down. Here's the deal. If you can get those three things done, then you could add more to your success list. Mm -hmm. And so that's a great, that's a great tip right out of the gate about how to be really productive during the day and being able to win the day is just
0: create a success list. Awesome. You're reminding me of a a prior guest that I had on named Sarah Safari, who uh, climbed Mount Everest and we talked about that perseverance and, you know, what all those times that you want to quit. And I would think it very similar to to running a race, uh, triathlon race, of course, being an extreme sport. So how do you uh, keep persevering when times get really tough? And it must be, you know, when you're in the middle of that ocean swim or, you know, the the last bit of the marathon. I can't imagine stringing all those together. <laughs> so how are you able to persevere when when the average person would quit for sure?
1: Well, to, first of all, I have to tell you something. I'm the average person, okay? You just heard about what I was like when I started training. I mean, I, I you know, a lot of us don't take care of ourselves the way we should. So I'm really just the average person. I just learned some skills to help an ordinary person do extraordinary things. Mm-hmm. And so here's, here's going back to formulas again. I, I'm a big believer in formulas. And I'll tell you, I just alluded to the fact that I get Oftentimes, I hurt myself during a race. Hmm. A couple of years ago, I did an Ironman race. And uh, I trained for two years, actually. I was going back to the same course that I was on. I trained for two years to be able to beat my time. I had a 13 and a half hour time. I wanted to beat it by half an hour. And I trained for two years for that. And I had a really good swim. And I had a really good bike. I got off the bike. And as soon as I got off the bike and I, I wheeled it and handed it over to a volunteer, something horrible happened something snapped in my back mm. and I couldn't stand up straight. I was actually bent. Wow. And I had this, you know, I had this a marathon to run in front of me. Now I worked for two years to prepare for this race. And a lot of people at that point would have just said, you're in a lot of pain, you know, give it up, yeah. give it up. But this is what I did. And I didn't give it up. And I recommend nobody give it up you, first of all, you've got to declare yourself as a winner. Okay. You've got to have that in your head that you say, I'm whatever I do, whatever I'm trying to do, what, if I'm trying to go after a deal, if I'm building a new product, I'm starting a new business or I'm running a race, I'm a winner. Right. Mm-hmm. So you gotta have that mindset. Number one, but we all know that's not enough. Right. So what happens when things don't go your way and that didn't go my way for me, I could have quit, but I decided I needed to move forward. So the second thing I, I decided I was going to do was I was going to set a new goal. I wasn't going to be able to finish that, you know, that race half an hour faster. At this point, I just needed to finish the race. I could hardly walk and I had to do a marathon and I had six hours left to do it.
0: Hmm.
1: So I set a new goal and the new goal was just finish the race. Now we know that's not enough either. Cause you can't just say, I'm going to finish. You got to have a plan. Right? So number three, was I created a plan, a new plan. And I did some figuring in my head, I realized I had six hours left, I I couldn't run. But if I could walk a fast mile, a 15 minute fast mile, for 26 miles, I could finish the race in the allotted time, just under the six hours I had left.
0: Hmm.
1: So that's what I set out to do. And Uh I have to tell you, Scott, it was the most painful thing, I I have ever done. I mean, I literally had tears running down my cheeks. Uh, I bet people were asking me, do you, do you need help? And I'm like, "Mm, you know, yeah, but you can't help. (laughs) So that was number four. Number four is this, you've got to be determined to finish what you start. And this is where I think the difference is between winners. A lot of people think winning is first, second, and third place. And if that's the case, there's a lot of losers in life and we're not all losers, right? Right. So for me, finishing is winning. Did you know you're? I know you're big on goal setting. Ninety-two percent of the people that set out to set, set out to accomplish something or set a goal do not achieve it. Ninety-two percent. Wow. University of Scranton study, a LinkedIn study found it at ninety-eight percent. It's pretty still pretty bad. A little yeah. better, but still pretty bad. So if you can finish what you start, you're going to be in the top ten percent. So I, that's why I, I always recommend, four steps, follow four steps and, you, and no matter what you, comes your way, you can, you can finish it. Here's the thing I love about the Ironman. The first place person and the last place person, they all get exactly the same thing. They mm-hmm. get this really cool metal, right? But that's not the best part. Here's the best part. There's a ribbon and on that ribbon, it says, Finisher. Mm-hmm. Right. Finishers are winners. And that's what I, that's my definition of winning. Finish what you start and you're going to win.
0: That's great. Just the word uh, winning and winner reminds me of uh, Stephen Covey and his comments about, you know, that you want to have a win-win and even in sales that, you know, you both want to win. And I also noticed on your website, you talk about uh, some excellent communication skills, uh, level two and level three listening. Uh, so could you tell us about what, what is level two and level three listening? Sure.
1: Sure. Um, well, first of all, uh, level, level one listening is, um, you know, what, what you and I are, when you and I are talking and you may say something, I may think, well, I may be thinking at the same time, how am I going to answer that person? Right. Yep. So it, it's, it, it, it's a form of listening, but not a real active form of listening. Level two listening is uh, you're being a little more attentive. You're looking at all of the different things that are going on with that individual. Now I know we're challenged stakes. We're doing a lot of video and stuff, but the great thing is we can see each other, right? And mm-hmm. and I can see you over the corner of my screen. Now I can see you and I see you're looking down and you know, you, you, at, at some notes and if you're looking at what the other person is doing, the body tells a lot about that individual because, um, speech communication what i say mm. is only 7% of of communicating it's only 7% the words are only 7% over 50% of communicating is the body mm. facial expressions body movement those kinds of things so level 2 listening is uh you're being a little more attentive about everything that's going on with that individual and you're not just thinking about what am i going to say you know when they stop talking right and uh, and I think if most people were to do that, because most people listen at level one, just level two, I think you'd find a lot more success in communication. And if you're in sales, you know, listening is everything.
0: Hmm. You you know you're you'd actually find a lot re- more success in your sales as well. You're reminding me.
1: Three, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Scott.
0: I was going to say you're reminding me of you know that I'm I'm a pretty new podcaster and pretty new to interviewing people. And, and you're exactly right. See, I find that that's the biggest challenge. I really want to have a conversation and really dig in and have as much connection as possible. But also I've got to know what's coming up and I've got to be prepared of what's the next question too.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a, you know, it, it's, and it may be a little different in your kind of a situation because you do have a lot of things going on. You got to worry about the technology as well as the conversation and the time right. and everything else. So um, so you get a pass for
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you're talking about my goal of, of what to uh, strive towards.
1: Yeah, cool. Well, good. We all got to have goals and we, we can, and that's, that's the thing we, uh, every day we learn and every day we can get better. You ready to hear level three? Yes. All right. Level three is, is, is probably one. It's, it's the hardest. It's the hardest form of listening that there is. And that is, um, Level two includes level two, because now you're being more intensive. But you're not really thinking about anything internally at all. If you shut off your thoughts,
0: Hmm.
1: you're focusing 100% on the individual who's speaking, and you're just listening and taking it in. And you're not thinking about what you're going to say next, or anything like that. You're really, you're, you're, I, I say this is where you add the emotion into it. You're trying to feel the things that they're saying, that their body's saying, that, the, that their words are saying, hmm. and that, that you hear in their voice as well. So it's a much, much deeper level of, of listening and understanding. Um, and, I, you know, we're, we're, for us coaches that are out there, it's probably one that needs to be, in fact, if you're in business and you're listening to people, and it's, and it's a very, very personal thing that you're selling, right. you really need to understand the emotions. You need to understand how people are feeling. And so level three is a really tough, it takes a lot of practice, but it's a really, really effective if you want to, if you want to be able to, to build a strong connection between two individuals.
0: That's great. You've, you also mentioned on your website that you do some great work with OWL, Oracle Women's Leadership. Can you tell us about that?
1: Well, it's one of the it's it it's one of the uh, the groups that uh, that I've spoken to a number of times. Uh, great, great organization, for women in business. But here's a great thing about a lot of the women's organizations: men are allowed to. and men are allowed to speak as well. So, um, I I always uh, uh, try to be focused on. Women, women issues. Because I have three women in my household. I have two daughters, hmm. and I grew up in a household full of boys, and so it's very interesting that I see things differently today as a, a father uh, of two, you know, very successful young women, and a, a very successful wife as well. And and so I've learned so much about uh, some of the challenges that that women have in just in business and in life and everything else. And so um, I'm passionate about. How I can take some of the things that I've learned from a male perspective, and maybe uh, maybe those things can be applicable as well um, to female issues.
0: Hmm. You know, there, there's
1: there are things there are certain things that are universal, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. Besides being a triathlon athlete and coach and speaker, what are some of the other hats you wear? You mentioned being a dad.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. That's probably the most. The most, uh, being a, a father and husband are probably the most important jobs that I have. Why and, so? And um, it's, it's just not one of those things that probably you think about when you're younger, you know, because mm. there's so many, uh, you think there's so many other things that are important in life. But as you get into it and you realize that there are young lives that you're responsible for and that they're the next generation, and that, that, that even though you may not think you're actively teaching, they're watching what you do.
0: Mm.
1: And uh, so uh, I, you know, I, I take that into account. I think in everything that I do in life is, you know, what would my daughters say? What would my wife say?
0: Mm.
1: What kind of an example am I, am, am I to them as well? Because they're going to right or wrong, good, good and bad. They're going to learn things from me. And they're going to pass them on to the next generation. So we want to make sure that the things that we're, that we're uh, imparting are, uh, uh, will be of value to that next generation. So, yeah, I think uh, that's probably the most important job.
0: What's a hobby you enjoy that most people may be surprised about?
1: I, I, I consider my triathlon uh, a, as a hobby. I mean, I've done a lot of different things in my life. And, uh, you know, I used to be a big, uh, big golfer um I don't have time for that now you know when you're when you're even when I'm not training for a uh, a big race I still work out 10 to 15 hours a week so you know with with uh being an ex, uh a coach and having my own business and and training for triathlons and uh, attending to my family not a lot of time for other things uh, mm. other types of hobbies um, I've been a, a scuba diver instructor and, uh, and uh, I like mountain climbing and there's all kinds of things that I've done that I don't do right now. And I think, you know, right there, Scott, that's kind of a lesson for all of us right. is, is this, we can do anything that we want to do in life. I really believe that mm-hmm. we can do anything we want to do. We just can't do everything. Right. Yeah.
0: Well said. Talking about that reminds me of a discussion I just had last week about passion compared to a career. And what I was thinking when, when you were talking was, you know, why why doesn't Rich make the Ironman triathlon his full career? So what, what do you what, – what in your mind is the um, – the balance between, you know, your, your passion or a, or a hobby. I, I couldn't call uh, the triathlon athlete role for you as being a, a hobby because it's so much more intense and so much more involved. So why not make that your career?
1: Well, I, one, one really good reason. I'm old. <laughs> <So> <laughs> most, the, the, <laughs> most of the professionals that are doing this are in their twenties yep. or maybe their early thirties. And right. so um, just to kind of give you an example here, I told you that my, that, that one race that, that I was trying to beat my time was 13 and a half hours. The professionals usually come in about the nine hour mark.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's a pretty big gap, time gap. Right. So, you know, I, I think you can do, going back to the thing, you can do anything you want in life. Mm. You have to be realistic about it as well. Right. I can do an Ironman triathlon and I can have my own goals, but it's not very realistic that I'm going to be at this stage, a professional in my Mm -hmm. life. But I'm, Scott, I'm so completely satisfied with having it as um, an extreme hobby. Maybe you could call that an extreme hobby and then learning, having experiences from that, that I can share with other people to help them in their lives. And, and, there's very few of us Ironman triathletes out there. So the learning that I've got, I'm not helping other Ironman triathletes. In fact, you you may not, your listeners may not know this, but 1% of the population has completed a marathon, 1%. They probably know a lot of runners, but 1% has completed a marathon. One 100th of a, a percent has completed an Ironman triathlon. Right. So it's a pretty small segment. So um, I take what I learn and, and not necessarily do I share it with other Ironman triathletes because they've got their own thing, mm-hmm. but I'm able to take those same success factors and help other people with them. And I think that to me, that's the greatest joy.
0: That's great. Before our final question, where can people go to find out more about you and your, the work that you do?
1: Um, real simple, Scott. I think you've alluded to a number of times to my website. That's a great place to start. Uh, www.ironmindsuccess.com, ironmindsuccess.com, because for me it's all about the iron mind, and um, you know having the ability to to push forward and finish what you start. Um, so that's a great place for where people can uh, can go find out more about me. There's a blog there that you can you can uh, access, and if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Iron Mind Code, Iron Mind Code.
0: Okay. What's one powerful action step that our listeners can take to help them live a more fulfilling life?
1: Well, um, I th- as I just said, I, I think you, know, you, can do ev- you can do everything in life that you want to do. You just can't do everything. Hmm. And to me, it's all about time the time that we have, it's it's the one thing that um, we're all going to run out of. You know, at some point in time in in our lives, we're going to run out of time. And you know that a lot of people have uh, seem to be way more productive than others, even though we all have the same 24 hours in the day. Mm -hmm. And, And so I would say getting control of your day, getting control of the time in your day would probably be the most effective as far as having a happy and a successful life. And that, that's not just being productive in business, that's having the time to enjoy with your family or having the time to, to spend time on your own hobby or the things that you find that are important in life. Unless you know how to manage that time, um, it's gonna be really tough for you. And so um, I, the, you, the best way to do it is start with how you spend your time. And, and Scott, you know, if it's okay with you, I'd like to offer a, a special gift to your listeners. Of course. Okay, so it's Thank right, you. great. Awesome, because it's right around th- this time thing. And I've developed a, a system that I call Time Savers. And here's, here's what it is. Here's wh- why I developed it, first of all. I developed for myself. Hmm. I wanted to train for my first Ironman triathlon. And you heard me say earlier that the training is 20 to 24 hours a week. Now, how do you find that kind of time? Right. 20 to an extra that's like a, a part-time job right yeah so How do you find that kind of time so I really looked at inspected everything in my life everything that I did down to the down to the detail and um, I discovered that there were some areas that I could repurpose my time and so uh, when I did that here's what happened I actually found 17 hours a week wow. that I could repurpose and not miss that's the thing I didn't miss the, those hours at all. They were just unproductive, wasteful hours, and so I wasn't wasn't taking anything away from myself. I just learned how to control that, and so that's what my product, Time Savers, does. And it's a it's a, it's a you know 30 minute audio um, with a, a formula because I'm big on formulas. Mm-hmm. that will show you exactly how to reclaim time. And most of the people that that use this uh, product are able to find at least 10 hours in their week. That, that they were able to reclaim that they can use for a hobby or starting that new business or, you know, anything that they want to be able to do in life.
0: That's great. And, and so, yeah, anyway, I'd love, your- I'd love for
1: your listeners to be able to, to have access to that and uh, uh, at no
0: charge. Great. So they just go to your website for that.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you what, it, it, go to my website and uh, uh, the, it's Ironman, ironmindsuccess.com. Mm-hmm. forward slash book offers. Okay. And you'll see a bunch of stuff there, but you'll see that time savers product and you'll be able to click on that link and be able to download it and uh, get instant access. It is something you can do very, very quickly and get an immediate, I mean, an immediate benefit from, cause that's what it's about. If You're going to spend any time on something you want to get an immediate benefit and uh, you'll be able to do that with this product.
0: Well, Rich, this has been a real pleasure. You've given us a lot of wisdom through all of your experiences and your good works. We really appreciate you coming on to the show.
1: Scott, thanks so much for having me. I've enjoyed it. And, um, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to all of your upcoming podcasts. Thank you. And you as well. Thanks again.
0: Visit thinklikeamusician.org for more information on how we can help you and your team with peak performance, time management, and work-life balance. We offer coaching, trainings, and workshops that will empower you to be joyful, productive, and fulfilled in all areas of life. Visit thinklikeamusician.org.